0: Hello and good evening, welcome to another episode of Strangling English. My name is Catherine, as ever you have joined us on our mission going through the poems from the anthology, both halves, Love and Relationships and Power and Conflict. We're focusing on love and relationships today with Walking Away, which to be honest it's given me that Craig David song stuck in my head forever, but it's not Craig David, it is Cecil Day-Lewis I do know that it's pronounced Cecil in English, in British English, sorry, but I'm a really big fan of Welcome to Night Vale, fantastic podcast and now series of novels in which the main character is called Cecil. So I'm just going to be calling him Cecil Day-Lewis. Walking Away is a very reflective poem about a father and his son. Cecil Day Lewis, born in 1904, died in 1972. Another one of our poets who who served as poet laureate, the highest honour the crown can give to a British poet, and mostly famous because he is the father of the actor daniel day lewis who is an oscar winner so if you don't know who he is think there will be blood he's quite famous now as this is the poem about a dad and a little boy i did think for a while he was talking about daniel day lewis but he is not it is his older brother sean so this is a semi-autobiographical poem cecil himself had pretty cool life His mother died when he was two and he was raised, raised like very early 20th century by a single father. His aunt helped out as well so it wasn't just the two of them. But yeah, single dad, fair enough. He was a teacher for a while. I'm gonna play you his voice in a minute and you're gonna have to imagine what it's like getting a class off of him. Big admirer of Thomas Hardy, he of neutral tones, fame and general all-round miserable item. Politically, Cecil was a communist. A lot of his work deals with social ideas. Think the stuff he was criticising, the stuff he was engaging with, was the world of the Burlings in an Inspector Calls. Obviously, I don't have a recording of this poem with him reading it but take a listen at his voice so even though not that many recordings of him remain he actually put recordings of his poem onto old vinyl records the audio quality is unfortunately necessary as like I say vinyl record take a listen to this this is the man's voice
1: Do not expect again a phoenix hour, the triple towered sky, the dove complaining. Sudden the rain of gold and hearts thirsty ease tranced under trees by the eldritch light of sundown.
0: Miracle of the internet, mate. We can hear voices of people long dead and really getting it an idea of who and what they are. Another interesting fact about Cecil Day-Lewis and his son Sean is that Sean was his son from his first marriage, let me get this right, not the same mother as the rest of his children. The poem explicitly deals with taking Sean to boarding school for the first time. His mum, Sean's mum is somewhere, I don't know exactly where, Wikipedia was vague, but Cecil had to take the decision to send Sean away to boarding school to no longer live with him. So we've got this genealogy of single father Cecil deciding on his own for Sean. It's purely on the male line. Now as I said I couldn't actually find a recording of him reading it but I did find a recording of a man with a really nice voice reading it. This will give you a bit more of the idea of kind of who this character was in terms of age tone wrap your ears around this
1: it is 18 years ago almost to the day a sunny day with the leaves just turning the touch lines new ruled since i watched you play your first game of football then like a satellite wrenched from its orbit go drifting away behind a scatter of boys. I can see you walking away from me towards the school with the pathos of a half-fledged thing set free into a wilderness, the gate of one who finds no path where the path should be. That hesitant figure, eddying away like a winged seed loosened from its parent stem, as something I never quite grasp to convey about nature's give and take, the small the scorching ordeals which fire one's irresolute clay. I've had worse partings but none that so gnaws at my mind still. Perhaps it is roughly saying what God alone could perfectly show, how selfhood begins with the walking away And love is proved in the letting go.
0: Oh, that is lovely though, isn't it? Bless him. So we've got four, five line stanzas in this one. And they've all got the same kind of weird structure. Lines one, three and five rhyme, but two and four don't. So if we look at the first stanza, day, play and away rhyme, but turning and satellite don't. I mean, this is just kind of obvious really when I say them out loud. There's flow and stop, flow and stop flow and stop it's like time is passing but he's pausing to take stock so in this um, long meditative reflection 18 years after sending this little lad off to school he is going through it he's stopping he's taking moments away from this one scene it's a very literal event though his son is walking away from him duh, and it's something that pretty much every parent will have to face But he's using that one event to make it more metaphorical about the purpose, about what it is like to be a father. Even though it's focused on the action of the son, all, like, the emotional focus is on his feelings. It's all him, 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 even though it's his son driving it. The caesura, as we go through, adds this, like, really slow reflection and some people are arguing that the enjambment mir- mimics the movement of the kid. So he starts walking, he stops, looks at his dad, he starts walking, he stops looking at his dad. But I, I like my reflective thing more, to be honest. We all have our own interpretations, they're all are equally valid, so I'm going to argue that one. If in your exams, or just in generally in your life, you have an interpretation of something But you're not 100% sure like Is this any good Just add perhaps or might in front Because that gives the idea That you're considering multiple interpretations But you're arguing one of them The fact it's 18 years ago Almost to the day Well it shows how important it is Even though this event took so long Even though it was like a lifetime ago It's still bothering him It's still gnawing at his memory, gnaws at my mind still. It's still bothering him with, did I do the right thing by sending this tiny child away to live on his own? Not on his own sporting school, but he's always gonna wonder whether he did the right thing. Some uh, pathetic fallacy, the autumn, leaves are turning, a sunny day with leaves turning, changes in the air, things that were fresh and happy are now dying and getting kind of crispy and crunchy. Maybe this, like, idyllic summertime of him playing with this little kid, doing, I don't know what people do, like bouncy castles or finger painting or something. That's finishing now. That, like, life, essentially, like, that life of him being a little, little boy. It's gone now. That life is dying and a new one is being formed. But it's a natural thing. You know, like, leaves fall every year. This is how nature intended it to be. The football thing. The touchline's new ruled since I watched you play your first game of football. Some revisionment revision, on my days. I've, I'm recording this after a day at work, so I'm sorry. I'm just letting you know that my, my words are not going to be my good words some revision guides telling me that he's watching his son play his first game of football and while football comes up as this theme it isn't it actually isn't because Cecil told people what it was about is about the boarding school thing but football is an interesting analogy because it goes in seasons you've got the on season you've got the off season it's like if the lines being drawn on the football pitch a new season is starting could also be an analogy for like a new game a new set of rules like the old rules that we have no longer apply the new rules have to be formed like we've got to learn the school rules now not just the home rules the satellite thing i again i had to research this this was written the year before sputnik was launched the first man-made satellite of the earth So he can only really be referring to natural satellites like the moon or a meteor or something like that. In order to pull the moon away from the earth you need some incredible force some like incredible event to quote-unquote wrench it away which hints that something has happened there's been some kind of big event some kind of trauma which means that he has he has to do this there has to have been some big deal thing happening think again about satellites the moon is in the earth's gravity that's why it like spins around it The gravity, he's moving from The gravity, gravitational Field of his dad Into the gravitational field Of school, so he's being pulled In this new direction, something that Bigger is there for him to orbit route it's quite sweet Things are suggesting Vulnerability from this Point on, the scatter Of boys, like oh they're Little things running away The drifting the eddying the half-fledged thing. Fledged is like where a bird is just growing its grown-up feathers and isn't fluffy anymore. His gait his way of walking is unsteady he's hesitant like there isn't really a path for him laid out. He's got to find his own path which is tough and the dad has to stand there and watch it but the son doesn't actually know what he's doing to the dad. The son doesn't know the the pain that his father's caused all these horrible words like wrench ordeals scorching like his son doesn't know it's just this like sweet little kid toddling along and his dad's being eaten up inside but The ordeal thing is interesting. You go through an ordeal in order to achieve something. The tube is an ordeal, but I have to do it to get home he has to do this ordeals which fire one's irresolute clay the metaphor used is that he's like a little clay pot or a vase or something the father has to put him through this fire for him to grow up and be like a good vase i mean do you want to be a vase but apparently you are a vase and he says i've had worse partings well yeah he's had two wives i mean a lot of things have happened to him in his life but that's the one that gnaws at his mind the time has shifted in the last stanza to the present day think of this word gnaws it takes a long time for a little gnawing creature like a mouse or something to chew through what what is chewing through like i don't know wood or something i'm really bad with animals and what they do i'm such a city person but if something's gnawing it's going to take it a while to get through it. So his mind is being eaten away at by this thought that like his this thought he did the wrong thing. It's like a parasite, it's like a pest. Even then, even 18 months, like 18 years later, he's still saying, perhaps, 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 perhaps. perhaps. He doesn't know if he's done the right thing. It ends with this lovely little, like, I don't want to say couplet, it doesn't rhyme, but this lovely little pair of lines. How selfhood how selfhood begins with the walking away and love is proved in the letting go. It's this idea that you can only really be yourself by standing on your own two feet. The only way you can love something is to let it go and see if it comes back. The only way to have selfhood so, possession of your own self begins with being able to walk away from a situation. And I mean that that's pretty conventional wisdom. Like you've got to stand on your own two feet eventually. But I like he does protest too much. Is he trying to convince himself he did the right thing? Okay, it's an ordeal, but you're gonna come out as a lovely bit of terracotta. Oh, you're gonna be a better person. It's like when people say something's character building, and I hate that so much. So if you're having a tough time and it's like, oh, it builds character, it's like, what are you implying I don't have a personality? And like dealing with nonsense makes me a better person. That makes me a frustrated person. But like it's this com. <laughs> conflict between head and heart bothers his mind if he did the wrong thing but the heart wins and he believes that his love is proven by his action we've all got the battle of the head and the heart it's- It's relatable. Like, it's very sweet. It's a very sweet poem. Think about the dashes. Dashes are used to show interruption. And as I said, the stop, start, stop, start of this, like, meditative quality is presented through this punctuation. We've also got this clear semantic field of... Flying. Flying. Being free. The satellite drifting. The baby bird flying. The winged seed, which I kind of always think of from those sycamore flying seeds. It could be a dandelion. Um, like, I don't know. Again, I really think I'm bad at nature. This idea that we're flying drifting away i mean it may seem like a very very long distance to the poet but it might be like 10 meters away it could be slightly hyperbolic but when it's teamed with words like wilderness wrenched it's this like apprehension it's this idea that things out there are dangerous and you're like drifting away and you're gonna like have to deal with this Stuff. It's it's a bit scary. Think about the simile, winged seed as well. Seeds are pulled by the wind. That's what they do. Similes are used to create a direct comparison. So we've got this image of the little sycamore spinning around, doing its own thing. And that gives us the impression of how little direction he has. Again, if we're doing comparisons, I've got to mention scorched. Scorching is not it's not a nice thing, is it? It means you're getting burned, it means you're gonna be scarred. It means some like permanent change within you. So even if this has to happen, it may not be pleasant. And I'm thinking, does Cecil think of his own experiences here? Is this linked in some way? To what his father had to do for him? Is this linked to his own process of standing on his own two feet without his dad or managing without his mum? Because it feels so cyclical in its structure that I would really, really love to find that out I want to research that I do think this is a very sweet poem this is one that I want to relate to because I moved out when I was 18 I've lived not permanently at my parents house but I've lived there on and off since and while it doesn't I'm not going to say it's character building or it makes you a stronger person but the shock of going to uni and you're like oh my god I have to do my own laundry I have to pay bills I have to like there's not going to be anyone to pick me up metaphorically I mean I lived an hour away from my parents if I got stranded somewhere I can't call my dad and like it is such a sea change it's such like a personal process and I love the fact he portrays that from the other side, from the flip side of what I've experienced as a reader. really like that. Talk, right, pairs, partners, pairs and partners, pairs and partners. Anything about bonds within a family? Follower, yep. Follower, fathers, sons yeah do it it's a nice 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 pair mother any distance mother any distance because Armitage is talking about when he moved out and his mum like went with him well she didn't go with him that's weird but like she went to help him settle himself up at uni and it was this one moment that really inspired that yeah mother any distance Eden Rock Eden Rock works there is a distance between the family and the speaker whether it's through time or like physical distance i don't know make of that what you will before you or mine is the flip side it's the girl being separated from her mum by time rather than the father being separated from his son by distance i think we could make a point about memory if you wanted to go down that route i'm struggling after that one to be honest i think those are the obvious pairings but to be honest anything about distance closeness bonds like distance being created bonds being closer i mean Sonic 29 if you were desperate because she wants to wrap herself around him something about nearness something about harness make it happen it's a relatively easy one because of the language it's it's lovely yeah very 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 sweet and probably makes people want to call their dads children cousins call them even when now you are a grown-up pot call them All right plugging my plug of balls just to finish up So I'm on Twitter, str8talkenglish. I still can't believe that every other combination of this show's name was taken. straighttalkingenglish.wordpress.com I write things. You might want to read some of them. I don't know what you do with your time. Podcast is, of course, you are listening to it. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher and SoundCloud. So recommend, recommend to your friends. If you like this, recommend. Go for it, go for it, go for it. I hope you have a lovely evening. We will return imminently with Kamikaze. And make sure you call your family before you Annotate.